Good afternoon. On behalf of the Tacoma Historical Society, this is Joe Boma. I am here with hopefully one of many Grit City stories with Mr. John Bufflin Haley. Mr. Haley, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. It is great to have you here. Great to have you here. I'm looking forward to hearing, honestly, everything you can tell us about this town because by the sounds of it, you've been involved with your family has been involved with it as well since the early development of Tacoma back to the late 1800s. Yep, yep, they sure have. So one of the things that really stuck out right off the bat to me was Hotel Tacoma, that glorious old building that unfortunately can't look at as well today. No. So do you have uh, any stories of the hotel's beginning? Well, it's, it's kind of amazing. I didn't know that much about the hotel, the, the history of it, till I came here. Uh, just last week. Uh, I always knew that my grandfather, John Bufflin, had something to do with it, but I never knew what it was. And I had heard about the Tacoma Hotel, that it was a grand hotel, and uh, uh, something quite quite interesting to look at, and that it had burned down. And then I came to the Historical Society here, and uh, the manager showed me that my grandfather was the president of the <laughs> Tacoma Hotel. And so that <laughs> I had never told any of my relatives, my wife or kids about that because I didn't know how much of that was true. There were so many amazing <laughs> things that my grandfather did. And it was just one more that uh, I could add to that basket, but I didn't know if it was true. So... Uh, I was real happy to hear about that. What I knew about the hotel was it had fantastic views because it sat on, I think they call it uh, Fireman's Park now. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm honestly new to town, but that is one of the more beautiful landmarks yeah. that I know about, yeah. It had basically an un unobstructed view of Commencement Bay, and uh, it, was, it was very large. I knew that. And, of course, now they have pictures here of it, and it, it did. It looked just like Stadium High School. Uh, the basic design of it. And, of course, uh, my grandfather was heavily involved in the lumber industry in Tacoma. Uh, like at Bellarmine, I understood that he donated the doors. He made the doors for Bellarmine. So I imagine he had a lot to do with some of the structure of the hotel. And it's kind of sad to think that it burned down because of all the wood. I say it's tragic. Look at this, a grand old brick building like the high school you said. Yeah. And even even more ironic because it is, you know, a lumber town. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess that happens. Yeah, that's real unfortunate. And then, then there's the story about the totem pole. And I mm -hmm. guess they verified information about that. But, yeah, they had to take it down. And... Uh, uh, That'll be missed by the old-timers, but the view is still there, so that's good. And yeah, I'll, I wish I knew more about that hotel, the inside of it. Yeah, say, so do you have uh, any any stories that your grandfather told you about the hotel? You mentioned he was full of uh, tales and adventures. Well, I, uh, my grandfather died a year or so before, I, a couple years before I was born. Uh, my mother named me after him, mm -hmm. and uh, so I never got the honor of meeting my grandfather. My Cousin Jim, Leighton, the other day, and I was talking to him, and uh, he was telling me that grandfather uh, was suffering from Alzheimer's uh. in the last years of his life. So uh, it was it was a bit hectic around the family yeah. at that time, from what I understand. As far as the Bufflin Mansion, 
we came we came from an Irish Catholic family, mm-hmm. and what a great place to live in the north end of town, <laughs> around St. Patrick's Parish. Yes, <laughs> and there were so many people from Ireland, and uh, uh, so we were heavily involved in the church and church activities. Well, uh, my mother married a man, John Haley, who was not part of the Haley Candy Company, mm. <laughs> but uh, the Tacoma family also. Uh, unfortunately, uh, his life didn't go so well. He uh, was in the Secret Service. He was oh, a wow. guard for President Truman, uh, so that was good, but yeah. things went downhill fast, and they got divorced. And so this was when I was about three, three and a half years old. And uh, so mother moved, we moved into the big house on Yakima Street. And uh, I even remember the day that we moved in there. Oh, Oh, I mean, that house was absolutely gorgeous. There's a tower, as you see, and uh, that's the first thing I did. At that young an age, I had to go up to the tower. And as soon as I could break away from everybody, because they were all uh, doing other things in the house, I went up into the attic and I figured out how to get into the tower. And nobody knew where I was. And finally they came up and rescued me from the tower. Yeah, I really loved that house. It, it was wonderful. The Laytons had lived there uh, out of the four children. I think three of them were born in the house. Oh, wow. And, yeah, uh, my Aunt Kathleen, her mother, moved in to help grandmother take care of grandfather. There was a maid. We had a maid. There was a maid's quarters at the house and stuff. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh, yeah. So this uh, house is just absolutely massive. Sorry to cut in there. Just looking at the photos, three stories with that, that amazing glass tower that you discussed right off the bat. Yeah. Maid quarters in there. A little, little better yeah, than like a two-bedroom. Qu- <laughs> maid quarters were right down here. Around, I'm pointing at the picture yeah. of the house. You can see that it looks like a, a porch, a lower porch, but it's actually a, a walkway, a patio. Okay. There was a little pond in here. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, they, with all the kids, they filled yep. it with dirt. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't make a swimming pool out of it. But the maid's room was over here, yeah. and this side entrance to the house had an entrance going into the maid's room okay. and then into where there was an ice box. Uh. So when I grew yeah. up, yeah, we had ice delivery, but... Uh, this was one of the first houses in Tacoma that had central uh, central refrigeration. Oh, wow. So down in the basement, we had compressors down there, and they mm. fed the refrigerator that was up in the kitchen. Oh, wow. That's And that's so awesome. on the other side of the kitchen was the, I guess they call it a maid's pantry. Yep. Where yep. they uh, took care of the linen and, and bed sheets and stuff, and they had dining room, uh, you know, tablecloths and stuff like that. So uh, anyway, Aunt Kathleen and uh, she married Uncle Clarence, uh, who ended up being a judge in Tacoma, Clarence Layton, and uh, they lived there for quite some time. So we moved in, it would have been about 1940, let's see, about 47, 48, and I enjoyed living there with the Laytons because they had four kids, and their youngest son was just the same age, a little bit younger than I was, Dick Layton, who's now a, a monk. Oh, so we call him wow. monk, the Dick, Dick the Monk. But uh, after living with me, that yep. probably convinced him to go into the, that kind of lifestyle. So is he a silent monk? Or? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Trappist, Trappist, Trappist. Monks, Oh, oh but, great breweries. Uh, yeah, but you know, fantastic man. Oh, yep. just a brilliant man. So he and I shared uh, the bedroom above the porch, the lower porch. Yep. So this whole area up here was a, a porch also. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's gorgeous. And uh, my sister shared a bedroom with uh, Cousin Kay. And, and so uh, then there was Peggy that was there. And uh, so we had a pretty good house full. But then one of my aunts moved in who was also suffering from a divorce from Seattle. <laughs> and she decided to move back in the house. So now we're talking... My grandmother, my aunt Margaret, my aunt Kathleen, and her four kids. <laughs> so that's seven. And then the three of us. So we had ten people living in that house. So a small Catholic family. <laughs> yeah, small Catholic. Well, right next door, they built a new house. Over here now, there's mm -hmm. the Larkin home. And okay. it's a beautiful home, designed somewhat like the Bufflin Mansion was, yep. or the Sheard Mansion. It's it had a tile. It has a tile roof, and it's still there. Okay. And they had twelve children. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, and it was uh, smaller than our house, and uh, of course they were good members of the parish, St. Patrick's also. But uh, anyway, so there was a lot of adventure for a little kid. Yeah. Well, finally, uh, Aunt Kathleen and Uncle Clarence they they occupied the maid's bedroom then. From that point after, I spent a lot of time around that house. I could, I could hide in that house, and nobody would ever find me. I say between the maid's quarters. I could quarters. skip school, and they didn't know. Right next to the maid's bedroom, there were buttons by the stair back stairway, the mm -hmm. maid's stairway, that uh, put buzzers in the uh, different bedrooms. Okay. And so the maid could come over and press a button to get somebody to come down or what yep. have you. And they would go up and press all the buttons. And I, of course, I couldn't hear anything, so I didn't hear them. But, uh, oh, downstairs, uh, uh, grandfather, Bufflin, had been, his background was an architect. Okay. At one time, he had worked for Eiffel. Okay. And yeah. the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. That's... And uh, uh, he was a very inquisitive man. And he worked for Eiffel building with, with building the Eiffel Tower. I don't know what he did, but he, you know, his basic uh, was uh, designing. He designed in Holland. He designed church spires. Okay. So that's where you see a lot of the spires yep. and things. So Same. the design of the oh, he designed the stairway going down into the basement. He took part of the basement and made okay. a ballroom down there. Oh wow! And there was a little electric fireplace down there. We had a pool table down there, and it was big enough for a ballroom. I mean, you could have dances, parties. As kids, we tried to have parties there. Uh, other kids in school always invited us, wanted to invite themselves over to any parties we had because we had so much room. So that was exciting. Uh, we also had a, a upstairs on the main floor. We had a the library, and it mm -hmm. was gorgeous. It had all these mahogany bookshelves, glass doors, nicely carpeted, you know, but wood floors, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, the odd thing was there was about eight animal heads <laughs> on the, the walls, high up above the books. Okay. Uh, the previous owner and the builder of it was Sheard, uh, who was a hunter and... He had stores with all these knickknacks. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you call that? Odd things. Oh, okay. Curio. Curio shops. Yeah, yes. curio shops. Yes. And he had them all around the country. So because of his dealings with the uh, Native Americans and everything, uh, okay. he had a lot of Native Americans. A lot. Yeah. Uh, the animal heads were mm -hmm. apparently things he had hunted. We had okay. full chief's costumes. Oh, wow. Uh, I remember papoose carrying thing. We had tommyhawks, smoke pipes. <laughs> Must have been at least 30 to 50 Indian uh, wicker baskets and stuff throughout the house. That, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So the house uh, is basically a museum when you moved, moved yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had lots. Oh, we had stuffed. 
We had a stuffed alligator, a stuffed bear. <laughs> you know, you come into the main entry. The, this was supposed to be the main entry. You come mm-hmm. in there, there was a little foyer, and there was a, a bear, a small bear cups <laughs> there with his arms around like that. You were supposed to put your umbrellas uh. in there, you know, and then you walked out from there into the <laughs> greeting area, and you were greeted with an alligator, but it was only a little thing, maybe about four feet long. Uh, still. But, uh, oh yeah, there were artifacts all around the house, and uh, right across from the library was the blue room, what we called mm-hmm. the blue room, or the music room, Okay. and uh, it had the uh, pocket doors also, just like the library did, mm-hmm. and uh, there was an upright grand piano that was in there. And uh, a story I had heard about that was at one time, Grandfather Bufflin sponsored a Polish conductor, a Polish pianist. I say Tchaikovsky? No, no, no. <laughs> Chopin? Uh, oh, gosh. Those days there was a, a pianist, Paderewski, and he was known around the world. He was an entrepreneur, and, and Paderewski would travel around the countries and, and, and play things. He was well known for... Uh, Moonlight Sonata. Uh, there's recordings. <laughs> Only of it. one of the most famous piano pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and he was apparently the one that made it the most famous. Uh, he was right. a brilliant, brilliant man. I, I read his life story, and boy, what a life he had in, in Poland yeah. and with the Russians. Wow. <laughs> but uh, my grandfather sponsored him to play, uh, have a performance in, in Tacoma, and Paderewski came to the house, and he played on that upright grand. And I have no idea whatever happened to that upright grand. <laughs> but that was in the music room. And then we, my mother had a, my mother had been a pianist, and she had a grand piano that was at the bottom of the main stairway. I still have that piano. But uh, and then there was also a piano in the ballroom. So we had oh, wow. three pianos in the house. <laughs> Lots of music. Uh, yeah, yeah. We even had record players, big seventy oh. eights. Still but, the seventy eight. Don't worry, they're making a comeback. <laughs> oh, I've still got some of them. But anyway, uh, the living room in there was gorgeous. It, it had mural paintings on, on the walls. The fireplace was huge. Mm-hmm. I would say the front of the fireplace was probably about four feet tall and about five feet wide. Okay. And uh, then there were two gigantic uh, chandeliers. They were iron. They were big iron balls. They were round about, uh, oh, about four feet in diameter. Oh, wow. And they were hanging from chains from the ceilings, and then mm-hmm. lights came out of them, electric lights. And I remember we had an earthquake back in the 50s, <laughs> and uh, those things rocked back and forth for hours. Yeah. But uh, anyway, these two mural paintings in the living room, they, they were put right on the wall. Mm-hmm. And again, I think this was Shear, of course, that did this, because uh, the painting on the west wall was of a uh, burial of a... Uh, probably a Yakima, a Clinkett Indian chief. It was part of their tradition, apparently. When the chief died, they would put his body up on a pedestal that was about six or eight feet tall, and they'd wrap it in uh, leaves and oak and stuff, and the wife Mm -hmm. would die. Oh, wow. uh, Starved to death at the bottom of the tower. (laughs) So here it had that that tower on it with the, the chief's body up there, and then the was sitting at the bottom of one of the legs there, and then the horse, the chief's horse, also had to die. And oh, wow. then you'd see, off in the distance, you'd see wolves. 
Mm-hmm. And it was definitely Yakima because there were yep. not really any mountains around. It was more prairie-like. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was kind of a gory thing. But on the uh, wall above the fireplace was Pacific Northwest Western Indians, mm-hmm. uh, Native Americans. It was it looked like it was maybe Point Defiance or someplace in that area, and they were having a celebration. Of, okay. And uh, they you know there was fires and they were dancing and it was. You know, it was a nice picture. Yeah. So those were in there. Uh, then you go to the dining room area. It was quite large. There were mural paintings in there of the pilgrims. Oh, wow. And then there was uh, another fireplace in there. And my grandfather brought over Delft tile from Holland mm-hmm. and had the uh, part of the wall there around the fireplace tiled with that. And then there was a breakfast room off to the side. You know, about six people could eat in there. Then there was that maid's pantry, and then the huge kitchen. Like I said, it had a refrigerator, but it wasn't like what we think. It was took up the half the wall with these big doors, with the wooden doors with the big handles on them. So that was the kitchen area. And then there was a stairway for the maid's bedroom uh, for going upstairs. The stairway in the living room, Grandfather, like I said, built this uh, ballroom, yep. so he built extra stairs to go down there. Okay. And apparently it was quite an architectural feat because trying to get it into <laughs> an area down through the uh, flooring and everything that yep. wasn't supposed to be a stairway, <laughs> and it had to make a complete circle, a 360. And so he designed that. I never thought anything about it. I just always <laughs> used to use that for going down there. And then the stairway going up, it was a large stairway. It took off and we uh, in one direction. We had three sofas oh, wow. in the living room, <laughs> three big sofas in the yeah. living room, and they were all made at the Bufflin Lumber or Bufflin Furniture. Okay. He, he owned a, he not only had Bufflin Lumber, but he had Bufflin Furniture Company. Oh wow! On one of the walls there, the stairway went up behind this this divan, and then there was a landing. There was like four or five steps to go up, and then there was a landing, and then a huge clock grandfather clock was there but above that grandfather clock was the biggest elk head i had ever seen i've never seen an elk head that big anywhere mm-hmm. then you take the other stairway going parallel to the first stairways and it was 14 steps and then there was a landing and up there there was a picture but it was an actual picture it wasn't painted on the wall like down in the living room and it was daniel in the lion daniel and the lions in the den Okay. And Daniel was kneeling down, and this was a big picture. It was like, oh, I would say 10 feet by 5 feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty good size. And uh, Daniel was kneeling and praying, and there were about four lions around him uh, mm-hmm. looking like, <laughs> here's lunch. And these rays of uh, light coming down through the windows onto Daniel, mm-hmm. apparently to save him or whatever. So there were a little, few little scary things in that house. Yeah. <laughs> they went up to the top of the stairway, and there was a big den up there, and there was a fireplace up there also. Okay. And that's where this picture came from. This, okay. I'm talking this area of the house. Yep. Uh, this picture was above the fireplace for that one. Okay. It was always there, and it was the last thing I grabbed out of the house. I was smart enough <laughs> to see it there, and I grabbed it, and I hit it. Then we had all these bedrooms. There was grandfather's bedroom was here, and then there was a walk-in closet, and then a bathroom, and then my grandmother's bedroom. Okay. So they didn't sleep together. So they had this whole wing of the house <laughs> all to themselves. They didn't have garages in those days. Mm-hmm. They had carriage houses. Yep. 
and we found saddles and stuff up oh, there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so they must have authentic saddle. Well, yeah, carriage they, houses. somebody must have had some horses in there at one time. Uh, and looking at the photo of the house, is that uh, your family car out front as well? Is that what your family uh, vehicle car? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, we still my have came the, out there. <laughs> this. Uh, the best I can tell, this would be about 1929 or so. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's a that's an old vehicle. Yeah. Uh, if you look close at this picture, yep. you can see a tower down there. Yep. That's Lowell's school. Okay. Uh, it fell down in an earthquake. <laughs> a Boy Scout was killed when that happened. But uh, And I was out in the front yard when that earthquake hit, and I mm -hmm. heard that uh, tower come down. And I also saw little cracks go up the side <laughs> of our house, and they were repaired. Oh, with such a large house, you mentioned uh, hiding in the attic and oh, all sorts yeah. of little tunnels. Were there any secret passageways in there, or did you just kind of... <laughs> well, yeah, we wondered about that, because <laughs> on this, the, the 5th and Yakima entrance down here, you see this is mm -hmm. all granite. Yep. And there were, there were little windows. I think you can, can see them here. Now, yep. this is where the ballroom was, okay? Okay. But if you look closely on this one, you see a little square window. Mm. But it wasn't a window. It was bars. Okay. Now, down <laughs> in, the, in the ballroom, the ballroom took the entire width of the house. Mm -hmm. So that's how big it was. Down in the ballroom, there was an electric fireplace. Mm. Uh, and uh, that's what grandfather had built in there. Okay. On the other, it would have been on the right below the main entry. If, as kids, even the Larkins would come over and we'd look through there and we could see a table in there and we could see <laughs> chair and we could mm -hmm. see some wine bottles. <laughs> and we wondered how they got in there. You know, was there a secret entrance? Did grandfather build something yep. in that electric fireplace, which I don't <laughs> think he did, of course, to, to get in there? Did we ever hear any ghosts? I never did. <laughs> But talking to my cousin Jim, uh, he was he he was afraid in that house. He had mm. spooky things with all those animals, <laughs> and some of those pictures, and he was relieved to, to leave the house. But not me. I, I loved it. I we left uh, uh, after my grandmother died, mm. and they tried to sell the house. In those days, people didn't want big houses; they wanted ranch houses, single uh, level, modern. Mm -hmm. You know, like they would show on television. Yeah. So uh, apparently several doctors tried to buy it mm -hmm. and were going to make nursing homes out of it. Well, we had Dr. Larkin over here. Mm -hmm. We had Dr. Crow across the street. We had another doctor down here. And they didn't want to have a nursing home anywhere <laughs> clear. So they kept fighting to have that done. <laughs> and so they ended up just selling it for the land. Oh, that's, horrible. horrible. So that's unfortunate considering it. I mean, for those of you listening, you can find the photos of this house online, but it is Three stories tall, has, again, red roof tile, looks like a watchtower, all sorts of archways and porticos. When you picture the most, I would argue, classic home you can, this is it. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> Mediterranean. They say yeah. Spanish, but uh, yeah. it is Spanish or Mediterranean because it had a lot of stucco work on it, very yeah. ornate. Mm -hmm. On the roof, I used to drive my grandmother crazy because <laughs> as I got older, I would go up into the tower yep. and then I'd go out in the roof <laughs> and... Uh, this this ornate uh, stucco that was up here, yep. they had covered with tin oh, wow. to protect okay. it from the, the weather and everything. Makes and sense. I'd go out on the roof and I'd bang on that, you know, like, <laughs> like I was Gene Krupa. You don't know who Gene Krupa is, but I, he was a famous, <laughs> famous drummer. And grandmother would stand outside, yell at me, and yell in Gaelic, and oh, she'd 
she just and oh boy can you imagine what the drop was like on the other oh, side yeah. <laughs> because uh, you know 40 uh, feet <laughs> yeah the the basement was uh, uh, there was you drove down a hill to where the carriage the garage was mm -hmm. so the whole this whole part of the house was open on the other side okay not here okay so it would have been a nobody would have survived that <laughs> and then look at all the flowers and everything it was well maintained mm -hmm. yeah another cute odd story uh about that is i joined the navy oh i ended up going to marymount military academy oh, too have okay. you ever heard of that i have heard of marymount yeah, yes <laughs> i went there for a couple of years okay very good experience. I wish they had more of those things. And of course, it's not there anymore. But uh, not long after that, a couple of years after Marymount, I joined the Navy. Mm -hmm. And oh boy, <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, how it relates to this story is we were going around the Horn, uh, South America. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And we were it's in a storm. Dangerous sails, uh, Straits oh, of Magellan. That's, that's yeah, impressive. Yeah, Straits of Magellan. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was uh, 17 years old. But anyway, I was sitting at the in the galley. It was an aircraft carrier. Yeah. And I was sitting in the galley. And at the table, I got talking with this fellow, and he's from Tacoma. Okay. Well, my mother had been a teacher in Tacoma. When we first moved back into the house, she went back to UPS or CPS and got her teaching degree. So she taught in Tacoma schools only for a couple years. Interesting story. And here I am, tip of South America, storm outside. And I'm talking mm -hmm. to this guy. And uh, uh, I mentioned that my mother was a teacher in Tacoma. And he ended up telling me that she was his third grade teacher. <laughs> Small his world. third grade teacher, Very and he knew her, You know, he said she was one of his favorite teachers. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. her name was Klasina, and you mm -hmm. don't you hear that name very much. And yeah. you know, he knew who she was. And then I said, "Yeah, we lived on Fifth and Yakima." And then he says, "Oh yeah, my grandmother and grandfather tried to buy that house on Yakima. <laughs> they were going to make it into a nursing home." <laughs> so. Here I am, full 1962 or, or so, and tip of South America, and mm -hmm. one of the people that <laughs> I run into a family member of the, one of the people that tried to buy the house. So uh, anyway, the last time I saw the house, I went, I was always, we moved to Seattle when we left here, and we moved to a small house in Seattle, and uh, but I would hitchhike, I would take the bus, I would take the train every once in a while and just go over mm -hmm and uh, look at the house. I took a couple of my buddies on, on two separate occasions. I took them, now you gotta remember, I'm only about 13, 14 maybe, 14 years <laughs> old. And I took them to Tacoma from the north end of Seattle. <laughs> and uh, uh, took them to Tacoma and took them through the house. Mm -hmm. I knew how to get into the house. They had caretakers watching the house. But uh, luckily, I was never there when a caretaker was there, but yep. I knew how to sneak <laughs> into the house. And it was the palm trees. Really? You could climb the palm trees and get under <laughs> that porch. But anyway, so that was cool, going back like that. As a matter mm -hmm. of fact, one of the kids, I ran into him as an adult. Years later, his name was Joe Henry. I didn't recognize him. He had been running by our house. We live in Federal Way now, in a lake yep. area. And he would be running by the house and he'd wave to me and why is this guy waving to me? and uh so uh i ran into him at church mm -hmm. and he started talking to me and he says he says you don't know who i am and i said no I said, he says i'm joe henry and 
then the name rang a bell. Mm -hmm. And he said, John, you took me on one of the greatest adventures in my life. Now, you have to remember, he came from a good good Catholic family. And his father was a policeman. Uh. And he had like three brothers and sisters and stuff. And he said, you took me on the most fantastic journey. Mm -hmm. My mother, my family never knew about <laughs> that excursion we took. And as I recall, we took a bus. I, I got him on a bus and we took a Greyhound bus to Tacoma, got off at the old station on Pacific Avenue, mm -hmm. walked up to the house and I took him on a tour and everything and came back. We didn't have any money for another bus to get back. No problem. Yep. There's a Union Station down in Tacoma. Okay. Yep. Yes, okay. We can hop on a train. <laughs> so we did. So we went down there and hopped on a train and got caught. <laughs> so the train guy uh, yeah, stopped yeah. us and, you know, oh, here's two kids, 14 years old. Yeah. And what are you doing? And I, I told him. And, of course, Joe Henry had mentioned that his father was a policeman. And, and the, I remember yeah. the card said, boy, if your dad finds out what you did. <laughs> so he was nice, and he bought us tickets. Or uh -huh. I don't know if he bought tickets. He got us on the next train headed yeah. to Seattle, and we went there. So Joe had never told anybody in his family about this. So about a month later, his mother was at church. Mm -hmm. And after Mass, we were all sitting at the same table, and Joe told his mother what he did. Uh. And boy, did she, she couldn't believe it. Did you, you did that, you know. Did you do it at church for safety? Just, you know, thinking to be protected from his mother? Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah. So anyway, the, then the very last time I went to the house, the only thing that was left was a foundation. And at that point, I cried. Say so any remnants of the ballroom or Nothing. anything else? Nothing. Oh. Luckily for me, tragic. I got this picture. Yes. My mother got the piano, and she saved mm -hmm. that, made sure I could take care of that. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, all the wonderful memories of the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, I I think I was a roof guy mm -hmm. because I climbed all the roof. I climbed the Larkin's <laughs> roof. I climbed the Crow's roof. I climbed the, uh, these people's roof. I, I did a lot for being such a young kid. And I didn't have much supervision. Well, sounds like you made the most of it and had fun in such a grand old home. I'm 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 losing adjectives to describe how beautiful this house is. <laughs> well, I hope people get a chance to get a chance to see it. And then Absolutely. coming again, going back to the coming back to the historical society. Yep. When I was here a week ago, uh, the manager here came up and showed me that my grandfather, before he bought this house, mm -hmm. had a house that was just a block away. Mm -hmm. And after I leave here today, I'm going to go up and take okay. a look because awesome. I think it's still there. And look at that. That's a big house. Yeah, so it's... But uh, I'm going to go up and see if it's still there. I, I sure hope so. I hope so, too. i got to say, your grandfather had a thing for towers on fine homes. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. I mentioned about the Eiffel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another side story here. Uh, we were into motorhoming. Mm -hmm. So we were motorhoming all around the country, and mm -hmm. there's a little town... Uh, outside of Yuma that's on the California border. Okay. And uh, uh, a very wealthy man bought uh, several hundred acres down there, and uh, he's part of the Rothschilds or, or something to do with the French mm -hmm. ultra-wealthy people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, uh, it escapes me my mind right now the name of the town. It was named mm -hmm. after his wife, Felicity. Okay. Felicity. Yeah, that's oh, the wow. name of the town. Okay. And I met the man, and he was fantastic, a wonderful man. Like I said, they were heavily involved 
in France in the finance okay. and stuff. So this guy is very wealthy. The little city that he bought, there's an area that he calls the center of the world. People think he's a little attached. I don't <laughs> think he's a little attached at all. Uh, he even built a, here we are in the desert area, and he had a mound built, a huge mountain built, kind mm -hmm. of, and a big church up on top of it. Okay. And people think he's a religious fanatic. No, he does this to honor the veterans. He was, he uh, started uh, parachuting, uh, mm -hmm. skydiving and stuff like this. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh, yeah. I better cut off all the story about that and get to the point. When they were in Paris, they went, one time they went to an auction, mm -hmm. and he bought steps from the Eiffel Tower. They were replacing the steps in the tower. Yep. And uh, I said, well, you know, my grandfather worked on the Eiffel Tower. And he mm -hmm. says, well, I've got steps from the Eiffel Tower right over here. <laughs> and he pointed out and in this, this conglomerate of buildings yeah. that he has, sure enough, there's a winding stairway, and it's about 20, 30 feet high, okay? And, uh, not, not what you expect in Ballistity, Arizona. <laughs> no, not at all. And he took me up to his office, and he had this messy, messy office, and there was a picture, a big picture of him standing there with uh, Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, this guy comes from, yep, yep. okay? And he says, he says, I want to get a picture of you standing on the stairs. Oh, I said, my wife and I were in Paris several years ago, mm -hmm. and the, they were on strike. And I wanted to go up to the Eiffel Tower because my grandfather worked on it so much, and yeah. I couldn't do it. And he says, I'll take you up the stairways. I've got the yeah. stairways over here, you know. <laughs> so he was very insistent that I yeah. go out, and he opened up. Everything was locked up, and he brought me inside and had wow. me stand on the stairs, took pictures of it. And uh, so I've got the pictures of that. What a nice man. Yeah. So, uh, oh, towers. Mm. Now, this is something I haven't looked into here, mm -hmm. but I've heard stories. There's a church. Okay, there's a Tacoma Dome. You see that. Yes. And then you go further south, yep. and you see the spires on yes. the big church. Yes. Apparently, Grandfather designed those. Oh, Okay, oh, wow. so that built into his, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Holland what he had done there. Exactly. And apparently he provided a lot of the wood mm -hmm. and some of the rock, the bricks. Okay. And so he had a lot to do with building that. So that, again, is more influence that Buffalo had. Yeah. He, he had the American Pipe Company mm -hmm. that built wood pipes. They're still using some of them down on the tide flats. They're still underground. That is and they're still impressive construction built for oh, last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He never stopped. Oh, and we haven't even gotten into what he did with the airplanes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so before we get into that story, we'll pause. Yeah, I'm, a... I, I'm getting a little bit tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to uh, leave pretty soon. So okay, this was a story about basically the Hotel Tacoma and the William Sherrod Mansion, more likely known to you as the Bufflin Mansion. And I'm here with Mr. John Bufflin Haley on behalf of the Tacoma Historical Society. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for inviting me.